Hey, girls and gays. Hey, girls. Hey, gays. Oh, oh, yeah. We need that. Welcome to another episode of, of I, I Said What I Said. This is a podcast where we close the gap between who we are and who we want to be. And where we are and where we want to be. I am your host, Mukundwa. And I am your co-host with the most, Nyakwezi. We are two sisters in Joburg, South Africa. Where two besties in Africa. Today's topic... We are discussing unrequited love. We're discussing being in love with friends and how that works. We are going through six million dilemmas in regards to the two. Mm -hmm. And also discussing kind of the overarching theme is how the coronavirus is going to affect how we relate to one another as friends, as lovers. And yeah, essentially love in the time of corona. Which Mukunda I should trademark. She's so clever. I literally. That I, so she says to me, we're going to call it love in the time of Corona because we're playing off. I'm like, sex in the city. Like, I don't get Can it. Can you imagine? I, what, what is it? What's the answer supposed to be? This lizard. No, love in the time of cholera. <laughs> Who reads books anymore? What the hell? Accurate. <laughs> so, okay. Nyak and I are tired. We don't want to be here. But yeah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> And for the sake of consistency, I guess this is what being an adult is, is like showing yeah. up even when you don't want to. Yeah, that's true. And I'm very proud of myself because... I mean, it sounds more like slavery and we'll discuss that. No, it's not. It's a commitment. Oh, that's what a commitment is. Yeah. This is what nice. love is like, Mukunda. Oh. Are you sure you want your white king now? Uh, we'll speak about that. Okay. We will speak about white kings <laughs> coming over here with passports and more. So... With dating and with personal relations and the coronavirus, let's just have an update. Okay, so from last week, I was laughing at our friends down under for stockpiling toilet paper. Now it turns out everyone in every major city stockpiling everything. You see, the Australians, as usual, were just early. So yeah, people are stockpiling. There's pandemonium, pandemonium. Pandemonium. I'll say both, just in case one's right. At least oh. it's 100% hydrate. Gotcha. Um, and it's, yeah, it just like it, it has caught fire, this panic and this fear. And it's really interesting because I was trying to figure out what does this look like? What does relationship look like then in a time of the coronavirus where everything now is about the self and about quarantining yourself out of fear of catching the coronavirus or fear of passing it on how does that affect how we relate to each other and like romance so how do you reckon i mean have you do you have any thoughts about this before i launch into mine i not really actually no say what you mm -hmm. want to say my thoughts are quite milky okay my thoughts are i don't really see how different it's going to be we're not going out to bars and meeting people anyway it's all online anyway for who it's never been online for you. I've tried, though. You've tried, but you've not succeeded at all. You've been there for two days. You've done Tinder for a day. Got annoyed when someone asked you and messaged you. Like, Okay, this wasn't supposed to be personal. But <laughs> for the world in general, like the way I see it going, mm. I don't see us as being social, truly social in any case. Um, Physically, and, and like in the flesh, sorry. In the flesh. But I think also like we, I mean, people have all their prejudices and, and it's just going to jump out even more. Like, I just think people are going to now really stick to the circles that they wanted to stick to anyway. But you can't now. So the whole thing is that now it's, you can't meet in public. You can't meet in person. 
if you do you can't touch you have to be suspicious or you know you have to be cautious out of respect to yourself and others yeah Hmm. okay tell us how you think is gonna affect romance how i think is gonna affect romance yeah how I think is going to affect romance. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Is that not the question? No, it's wrong English. <laughs> romancing. How is romancing going to ha- happen? So, I think the difference is we always had the option. So online was an alternative to meeting people in person. Meeting people in person is still the way people do it. It's really not. Like that's a, you it meet is. online to meet in person. Yeah, but should we look at stats? Do you think that's the majority of people meet online? Yes. Most people still meet in person. Meeting online is a way to speed up a process is to is to add convenience. This is now necessity. And I think that makes all the difference. It was very different having a choice to be on Tinder. Mm. And everyone would be like, okay, I'm back on guys. In two weeks, I've deleted it, guys. Now there's no such thing now. Well, no, rather the way things are looking is that we're driving further and further into like the self-driven economy where it's about, it's just all so convenient for capitalism. And it's just fascinating how I can't see any long-term disadvantage for the big global powers for coronavirus. If anything, I see this as benefiting multinational corporations and governments. And like now we've just become plugins to these Amazon on-demand services now I have to get my food from Amazon. Isn't that convenient? Now I have to shop online. Isn't that convenient? Especially for people like Amazon. Now uh, I'm afraid of my neighbor properly, officially. And now it's across racial lines. How convenient. Because before it was, you could really like, it was across how we identify physically. And it still is for sure. But now it's It could be anybody. Even somebody looks as clean and as white and as male as you could be a threat. (laughs) And then also how convenient that now we have to segregate um, and isolate the most vulnerable populations. People who have low um, compromised immune systems for whatever reason. Older people. uh, Definitely there. I mean, there's been an increase in violence on people who who look Asian, who are perceived to be Chinese or just Asian. Mm. So that's very convenient. Uh, and I think, do I think this is a conspiracy? I don't know, because I know somebody asked us to do an episode on our, our favorite conspiracy theories. All I know is that it's incre- incredibly convenient, because if you look at the amount of spend governments have um, had for coronavirus, it's not even a blip. Like, it's not comparable to anything they take seriously. If you look at the amount of spend every single government spends on military even like countries that don't have any natural enemies, like you really, all you need is like just a general cut and paste army, but you insist on spending so much of the GDP. And then you look at how people are responding to coronavirus. It's just unserious. And I think it, we are so much more controllable when we're alone in our homes and terrified mm. of everybody and petrified and not talking and suspicious and not um sharing information and like, how many rallies have had to be cancelled? Like, we're not uh, organising as well. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so when we're divided, it's just divide and conquer. And for me, it's all just very convenient. And I think that's really unfortunate. And I think the one thing you would hope this would do, which it should do, is obviously we need to really, really rethink public health. We need to rethink the idea of borders and access. Uh, those are obviously the things that are definitely not happening. We're all shutting down our borders. <laughs> like, 
all the stuff we just need to do is the last thing we will do specifically the last thing we all have really different healthcare measures mm-hmm. england's doing a completely different thing to what italy's doing which is really different to what rwanda's doing which is really different and it's just like yeah i mean i it's w- really worrying for our sense of community mm-hmm. you know when you're beating up grandmothers in shops for toilet paper then like Definitely the the big they, which is probably Amazon plus governments, mm. multinational corporations, really have won. Like they just have the sadder we are and more divided and lonelier, the more we buy. And what that will look like in romance is commodifying romance more, is like monetizing romance. Like mm. Tinder, that's actually pretty wild that we've monetized how we connect and find love. Mm. But how do you, I don't understand... I think I still don't understand how it would monetize romance. Like, uh-huh. because um, things like Tinder, uh-huh. um, you find each other on Tinder, but then you still have to meet up offline. So that won't be happening. So I just feel like there'll be a drop in that anyway. Oh, no. I think, I okay, I think the likelihood of something being of manifesting doesn't affect our our interest in attempting it anyway. The amount of men who just say, hey, 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 for weeks on Tinder. when mm. So you really want sex, but you're saying, hey, for eight weeks. So it's like they still, I don't think we're that logical, logically driven. Mm. I really don't think we are. Um, look what it's, yeah. And I mean, sex work, how's that going to work now? Mm. How's just sex going to work? The governments are going to now be dictating how we should have sex. Because mm. your guys, and I think, again, like with HIV, with the bird flu, the bird flu, with bird flu, yeah, with Ebola, those are very racialized and regional. Yeah. So obviously Ebola was much more devastating, but it was just for like, it was just the niggas disease, you know what I mean? Right. So that wasn't an issue. And I think now the fact that it can be carried in a pure white body, that mm. is probably ma- like it's male as well. Mm. The embodied whiteness is under threat too. Mm. And I just think, yeah, for, for romance, it is a concern. I mean, so it, st- it starts with when you go on a date, you have to do the elbow thing. You can't touch. You have to have masks. You have to be careful of where you meet. You can't meet in the coffee shop now. Mm. So where are you going to be in the park, I guess? Um, in someone's home? Like, I, I, I don't know how that's really going to work logistically. For se- Are we testing each other before we're having sex? How much are those kits to buy? <laughs> They're not even available for commercial buying. No. So what is it? So for us, it's not a reality yet in South Africa with a really low rate of um, infection. Mm. But um, imagine being in Italy. Like, I think I need to ask my Italian mm. friends. Definitely. Like, what is happening? It. I mean, to me, it feels like I just feel this temporary energy. So, mm. like, I, I mean, I guess I didn't think about that at length because it just feels like this is temporary. Like, it's, okay. not, it's not the way the world is changing, but it's something that the world has held its breath for and is just hoping will disappear in a few months. Um. And then life will go back to normal. Everything we've been doing, though, has been geared to being online. I mean, the rise of social media, of not having social... It's called social media. We're social through pixels, but, like, Mm -hmm. not in person. Mm -hmm. So I wonder. I think everything has prepared us for this moment where we finally don't have to go outside or talk Mm -hmm. to anybody. I think this is the UK's or London's absolute... No, not even London. The UK government's wet dream. Uh, is to have people not talk to each other, not touch each other, not look at each other. Everyone was already doing that anyway. Go into a tube and you can literally hear... A pin drop? A pin drop. You can hear a dildo drop. So, 
<laughs> a I rubber just, one too, so you, you know, know that's So fine. I really think, honestly, I just think the UK government must be absolutely jizzing themselves by the fact that everyone's finally in their homes alone, mm. not talking, scared, mm. um, eating their television dinners or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just yeah. all too, yeah. What, what a coincidence that this is what we've, I mean, we've been gearing up to this. That's actually, when you say that now, that's all the Haven't apocalypse, I? um, you know, stories and scenarios that we've. Yeah. Yeah. The science- public transport. You can't walk on the streets. Okay. So you're not going to take public transport. You're not going to do the New York underground. Mm. So how are you going to travel now? Is it all more cars? What's happening? You can't do ride share. Uber's now awkward. Hmm. Hmm. All very convenient. Mm. I think I'm going to go to one of those blogs, you know, by those like pale white guys who just doesn't see daylight and just writes and writes and writes. I want, there's going to be a conspiracy theory about this and I want to know about it. Mm -hmm. Because there is a man, there's someone who eats pies all day, who's written pies and what's that thing? Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew? (laughs) Who has written about this? I'm onto something. Yeah, I really think you are. Anyhow, let's... Let's just go through some of the questions I asked on my Instagram story, just about um, unrequited love and friendship. Okay. Let's just start with the polls on my Instagram story. Very interesting stuff. So I asked, have you ever been in love with a friend? 62% said yes. Mm. Have you ever been in love with a friend? Mm, Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. What happened in the end? Did you tell them? Nope. But I think it was so obvious that they kind of told me, don't worry, you'll find someone like me. Like oh, unprompted. that confidence. And I thought, you know what? I love that energy. It was beautiful. It actually was really what I needed. Mm. That acknowledgement that I know you're in love with me, but. Well, know. it wasn't acknowledged. Well, what was it? Don't despair. Yeah, it really felt like it. Hmm. It really felt like I was seen. I appreciated yeah. it. Which do you do more? Reject people or get rejected? 75% say reject people. Hey. And you? Oh, get rejected. Are people mad? Who are we talking about? If we're talking about car guards and if we're talking about that, like of people who unrealistically make passes, then yeah, I'm always doing the rejecting. If we're talking about people who I would actually be interested in, I think I've been definitely more rejected in my life than rejected. Mm -hmm. I don't actually don't know that I've rejected anyone. I've never rejected anyone. Are you serious? Yeah. Have you just been grateful for the advances? (laughs) That's, see that... (laughs) I could have asked why. I should no. Why? <laughs> that question has an assumption in it that I don't appreciate. I'm so sorry. I'm too tired to filter. I don't appreciate that. Um, hmm. Okay, the two times, every time as a young person, I thought someone liked me, I'd twist and squint my eyes and put a tea bag in front of my eyes to try to see them a little differently so I could <laughs> like them back. So I've always been one who like, if you like me, let's make it work. Like, I don't yeah. like you, but bitch, we're going to try win this together. So now as an adult, an, an adult, as Americans say, adult, adult. I've never, no, I've not, I've not rejected anyone. I don't think I've also just been in spaces. All my dating has been exclusively online. I've never been in a, a space and seen another human and been like, let yeah. me act out like interest. Yeah. So I don't have data, hey? Yeah. What about you? Have you done more rejecting? Yes, I thought I did. Let's see. No, I think I did, but it's for two, I think Part of the reason is also because I didn't take risks that I thought I would lose. So oh. I was pretty much sure when I, if I, if I approached anyone, I was hundred percent sure that we were there. They just didn't know how to take the next step. I get that sense from women. I feel mm. like women are often more sure. Mm. Or yeah, that's just the more impression sure I get. Yeah. I safe. feel like we, we approach when we're sure. Yeah. 
versus men like don't need data you've blocked them you always look pained when they come around you and they're like yeah no 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 yeah i, I need a this is the time yeah this is the time to dive in um have you been in love with someone inappropriate so a teacher a friend's parent a boss people said 57 percent said no parent meaning your grandparent no a friend's parent oh my bad my bad my bad have you? I mean, all the time had a crush, not in, in love. But when you're young, when oh, I was there, like, it feels like, yeah, like yeah. my heart bursts when they come around and I just want them to be around so much. And yeah, so definitely almost all of my dad's friends when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Damn. I know. <laughs> which would you rather, which way would you rather have it? Would you rather reject someone or be rejected like continuously? 88% of people said reject someone. Um, I used in high school, I really wanted it to be, be rejected. And it's because I would go out with people like you, like I just see they'd be into me and I'd be like, okay, we're going to make it work and really find out, oh God, but you're so boring or we don't get along yeah. or I'm not, I don't actually find you attractive. And so I was rejecting a lot of people yeah. because I was with people that I didn't find it, you know, attractive or appealing in the first place. So I was tired of hurting people. And I know for okay. the longest time, I just wanted to be the one that was rejected. Um... Probably even now, probably even now, I, or rather, no, no, I don't mind. I don't, I don't, I don't have a preference for either way. And you? Hmm. See, when you reject people, that means that, for me, it implies that so people are coming to me and I'm saying yes or no to what's presented. That limits my pool versus if I expand my pool and actually approach people um, then I'd be rejected, but I'd still have a higher chance of actually being with somebody I would actually want. Mm, that's true. So I think I'd choose to be rejected, but is that even possible in this Corona season? We're going to discuss <laughs> in that. the day of Corona. And um, to rattle off the... Your, I asked so many questions, guys. I'm so proud of you all for sticking through it. I often give up maybe four slides. I really can't. I have to go into look at nails and... Yeah, you should actually just stay off my story. No, it's interesting, but I really I'll, have... I'll block you. I think that's easier. Because hmm? you're, you're skewing my results if you don't stay to the end. Sometimes I vote as a white man, just... <laughs> yeah, the amount of black women. <laughs> when I look at the results and I'm like, white babies, how do you feel about XYZ? And it's just braids. Are braids, you... <laughs> braids, braids. And I'm like... Do people I, really you're break Kenyan. Oh, yeah, all the time. I know and then they missed... Oh, haha, oh, sorry, I didn't see this. Yeah, okay. They didn't read, but they read the question, but they didn't read... The criteria. Is it possible to be in love with someone who doesn't love you back? Someone, 77% said defo. What are the other 23% saying? They're saying no, it's not possible. How does that make sense? Well, I think they're saying what does it to be in love mean anyways? What is it? So they're saying what? That it needs, it needs to be two-way by definition. I think, okay, so what I'm learning about love, I think you can love someone regardless, but I think to be in love with someone romantically would involve investment because you'd have to know them and I think once you know somebody then you can choose to then like there's a lot of active investment and choice versus loving someone isn't a choice I can't really I don't choose to love you as my family member but with someone I'm in love with I can't be in love with you until I know you and like when I know your gritty parts that then is really definitely choice involved definitely like all the times we fight and the times we stay together, me and you. I just wouldn't have that with somebody I didn't... Where If I'm in love with someone, that is always a choice we have to decide, do I want to stay with this person? Whereas it's never with my family. 
but it always is like I could break up with you instantly. Okay, I mm. think I understand. Mm. So I think that's what they're saying is that you can't be in love. You think you're in love, but that's lust because to love someone, you need to know them. Okay, okay. Mm. Have you known of someone who loved or liked you, but it wasn't mutual? Yeah. 90% said yes, okay. And you? Can't relate. No, I've never, never known of that. Of someone that has a crush on you? No. I've literally never... Well, me and my friends... You know, you are also... You don't see these things. I always have to tell you when someone's checking you out, when someone's been flirting with you, you just don't. Yeah, until the it. until a car guy jumps into my path and's like, "I want to shag, bitch." I'm like verbatim. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. <laughs> if you developed feelings for a very close friend, would you tell them? Oh my gosh! So no. Um, hmm. I had this conversation with someone else, and it was so interesting. Um, I said no that. There's just absolutely no way. It'll just get awkward fast. And like, what are they supposed to do with that? Um, and this other person that I was chatting to, um, it was very interesting. Like I thought everyone obviously agreed with me. Um, and they were just saying it can get weird if you wanted to, <laughs> which is great. Um, but that it doesn't need to be. And like they can, um, they can, it, really it's up to them what they do with that information. And it doesn't mean they can decide to stay there and be there with you. Um, but also if that changes, like you can still communicate that and continue being friends. Like it doesn't have to change the relationship forever. So if you fall in love, out of um, hypotheticals, if you fell in love with one of your friends now, yeah. just pick one in your head. Yeah. Would you tell them? No, no, because I don't know if they'd know what to do with it. Okay. You know, uh, there's, yeah, like also because... Okay, I so I they're in a committed relationship and like I feel like I have no business falling in love with them. Because they're not in an open relationship either. Like there's no the there's no result that is positive there. Do you know what I okay, mean? Okay, so you think from an intentionality perspective, what's Correct. the point in telling them? Ah. Correct. Yeah. Uh single friends. You all my friends are booed up. Really? Oh my gosh, I'm the third wheel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Spiral. So you just let they should pay for your meals then if it's like them as a couple. They actually really because they split it between them. They literally do, and maybe that's why they do. <laughs> I've just now realized they're like, oh, a single friend. Let's oh my god, the straggler. Let's pay for her. So what? What about you, Kundra? I can see you. I see I you just like spewing on all your friends when you're in love with them. No, it's funny. I I had a, a crush on a friend, and I didn't tell them. Only until, and it, this was four years ago, and I told them the other day in a voice note, and they were like, oh, word, like, me too. I really liked you back, but I, you what? just, you were standoffish, and we just had, like, a brief chat, and I guess got overwhelmed, and we just really never revisited it, but it was so lovely. It was just so nice. Did you, are you kicking yourself? I'm not, because I still wouldn't have the courage to pursue something I don't think I would have today. Yeah. I'm very, yeah, I can be quite like romantically awkward and socially. I'm super, yeah. So Weird. I don't, so no, I haven't, I haven't. Thank you for that. Um, That's ableist. They're calling me weird. Weird? No, it's not. That is ableist. It's not. Yes. No, it's, no, it's not. Everyone can be weird, even differently abled people. Hmm. I'll get you. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. But, but that's it. So no, I don't regret it. But I think I would tell friends. 
Okay, look, in theory, I wish friends I would. right now. So same okay. thing. Imagine oh a friend right now, you were in love with them. Would you tell them? And what would you tell them for? Do you tell them you're in love with them so that you can have... So the mic... Okay, maybe I should let you answer your, the question first before I go off. No, go off. Well, it's just that I'm... I do think intentionality is important because... Um, the reason why I would wait to know if my friend felt the same way about me or to get that really strong hint before telling them is because there is something that can be done about it. But when I really have no idea where they stand and they could very well be interested, not interested in me, and I tell them that I'm in love with them, what do I want from that? Like, what is my, what is the hope? What what outcome do I hope for? Is it just an an acknowledgement? Am I hoping that they might be like, oh, actually, I love you too, um, and be in a relationship with me? Like, what do I want? And if if I'm hoping they're in love with me too, they haven't shown me that they're in love with me, so why should I even bother? Like, it doesn't, it seems to me, it seems selfish. Mm. But I've also never been in that situation, see? So, well, let's, let me ask you the follow-up then. Mm. So you're in love with your friend, mm-hmm. but it's not mutual. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to expect them to hold space for you during your grieving process over them? I think, yes, if you have now expressed, look, I've been in love with you for the longest time and I really I really need to get over this or let go of this or let go of you to move on to be a better friend to you. It's hard to be around you and see uh-huh. you with your partner and not feel jealous or even if they don't have one, whatever. So, um, but I really don't want to lose you as a friend. I don't want to step away. Um, and these are the ways I think you can help me. Mm-hmm. Like, And then they can come to the table. Okay, so only if it was actually eating at you and you needed to take action. So if you could live with it quietly, you wouldn't? Yes, okay. Because I, I feel like it's an unnecessary burden. Someone asked a question about this. One of the dilemmas was, how do you transition a friendship into a romance? <laughs> it's not a project, bruh. What do you mean? I wonder. I mean, my answer was you just do. But it's if not. If it's mutual. It's not. That's the thing. It's mutual. So... Asking that question to me sounds so one-sided. It sounds like, you know, men <laughs> wanting to like drive the relationship or win her back. Hey, blah, it's blah. a woman. It's They're I mean, a woman. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she stumped. Where's your feminist theory now? Hmm? I am not a feminist. Well, you, if, if the coronavirus tests become commercially available, but like at a thousand round a pop, that's like $90. Would you get one mm-hmm. to test other people? No, just test myself when mm. I feel like I'm getting sickly. Mm. But no, actually, I might not because there's a coronavirus helpline where you can call and they come to oh. your house and test you. Oh, fantastic. Mm, so we'll put that in the... No, we won't. You can Google that. Look, and also, by the time I've tested someone else, how close have I been? What have I been touching? That's like, so it's true. too much. I wouldn't do that for other people. Would you declare... Would you self-quarantine if it meant losing your work? I wouldn't lose my work because all my work's online. But if it, I'm just wondering, like an essay. Oh, you mean if it, for example, if I did work in an office and so on yeah. and so forth. Like, would you? Probably not. No, if I needed that job, if my family needed it, if no, I just hang on. Everyone else can deal with it and go to the hospitals. You're. Yeah. A lot of people are being asked to an essay to take their annual leave to quarantine themselves and it's uncharted territory so there's no like legal we've never this has never happened so because people are asking what are my rights and people are like we don't know like we've never had a pandemic like this Mm. where it's all the girls and gays are terrified Mm. but 
What's next, though? Like, this is not going to be the last time this happens. Like, I think that this is probably just round one. Oh, yeah. Of control. Like, oh, my God, this is probably just the simulation, like, to see how everyone, you <laughs> reacts. know. Yeah, reacts and organizes. Okay. And where the loopholes are, right. Then they're going to bring COVID-22 and start wreaking havoc. I'm curious to see Africa as a continent. I mean, Rwanda's already, Rwanda's very serious, so we don't include Rwanda yeah. in Africa. <laughs> Curious to see how the rest of us deal with it. Uganda's already been ridiculous. And at least Botswana's population is low enough that you don't really come into contact with anyone else when you're there. There you have it. It's going to be fascinating. I'm very interested to see what happens when, if, and when it hits a thousand here. Mm. I don't know that it will. I really feel like it'll stay in the low, below a hundred or in the low one hundreds. I just think the incentive to self-quarantine. So if I'm a helper... You know what I mean? And mm. I have to work at three different people's houses. A helper is a, a what? A Someone maid, that a cleaner. The houses. Yes. If they have to work at three people's houses, are they going to self quarantine for three weeks? If that's what? How much money? Who knows? 3,000 Rand of their 4,000 Rand salary. Also, like, I if that if that was me, I don't think I'd have the range to engage with this thing, man. Other people. Other people will get it or other people can worry. Mina, I have to feed my kids. I have to take care of my house. Yeah. I have to... It's fine. And I guess between... And as a woman, I don't know. Between just going to and from work, like, it's being shot in the face, it's having your phone taken, yeah. it's missing your transport, and or being raped, and or mm-hmm. uh, having your money stolen if it was, you were paid in care. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, corona is like just another... Yeah. I kind of feel like it's a privilege to worry about it. I think it is. Like, mm. I think a lot of people just live, if I die, I die. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. what am I to do? Yeah, this is just another one of the things trying to come from my neck. I mean, I have, I know someone, and I say, I, I have to state no someone, they're not a friend, who makes their house help shower before they touch <gasps> her kids. No, this no, person no. is of, I should say, they're Indian, anyhow. You have they're got Indian, to Indian be from India. I think people think we're race upset. Okay, I say, in, I say, in, and I do this with all my friends in the UK when I when I, I like explain why I'm saying the race. I say mm. Indian from India because we have South African Indians. It's important because of race relations, because of yeah. the anti-blackness of Indians. Yeah. So that's important. That's why I'm saying the race. People from mainland India are more a lot more racist than oh, I would, South African Indians. I don't know that I'd say that. I really, I really don't know that I'd say that. I think they just have a different way of expressing it. I don't know. I don't know en- enough of each, actually. I know I don't know enough of each. Okay. Mm. In the maybe in the small small contact I've had, so I've had a. I mean, obviously, a lot more. I mean, friends and whatever colleagues, everything of South African Indians, but with my small small contact of mainland Indians, like for me, it just jumps way out. Oh yeah. The racism jumps way out, like not in the same way. Maybe people here just know how to be, co- um, coy with their racism. It's a different, le- yeah. Hmm. Oh, I cannot believe she makes her shower. Can you imagine? She so, better be paying her well. Listen, oh, of course I would not. shower for a good salary. So that's it. So what'll happen as well? The slave trade economy, which SA um, is like predicated on, mm. that will start changing mm. for the wor- for. I was gonna say for the better, but it's for the worse of everybody. For the mm. worse. Just, it just, it's okay. Mukunda. No, we need to actually. Well, how is it like speaking one language and still then struggling? A lot of people all over the world do it. Really? Just speak of, one language and still struggle? The whole of England does it. 
I'm very curious. There are a lot of great think pieces about the coronavirus. Are there? Yeah, coronavirus oh, and really? sex workers. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, just sell foot pictures. And they're like, it's not that fucking easy. And it's not. Mm. Yeah. I got pick- I got paid for my feet once. I remember that. What did yeah. we do with that money? We went to the shops. We had no money then. So we went and bought literally like grains. <laughs> we bought rice, mm. bread. It would actually feed ourselves with butter, I think. Because like butter's expensive. Oh my expensive. gosh, I remember that. We got butter. Jesus. We've come a long way. You guys are sitting at home thinking, we you know, we've just... PayPal been... us. Please PayPal us. Hey, you need to pay us for all the struggles. Oh. All the experiences that got us to where we are now. Honestly, it's a mad thing. We really yeah. had no money. Hmm. Man, shame. Yeah. All the artists that I follow that perform live have had to cancel all their shows. And they're just like, guys, Venmo me. PayPal me. Oh, I really? Have... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which artists as in like... Drag queens. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so PayPal us. If you like this episode, send us money. We've said it before. My birthday is on Tuesday. Uh, uh, Those are two unrelated uh, topics. (laughs) Let's go into some dilemmas. Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty, let me read the first one. Should I? I really feel like you're going to butcher it. Okay. I don't know if you've addressed this before, but... Is it worthwhile to remain friends with someone you had developed feelings for, but it didn't work out all in the name of maturity? On one end, I feel like it helps me not to run away from discomfort because I've always been one to delete, 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 (laughs) but it can also feel like unnecessary work. Do you think the whole, if they can remain friends with you, they were never really feeling you theory holds any weight? Sorry, I stopped listening at the last. Can you do you think the whole that part? Okay, so the theory that if they can remain friends with you, they were never really feeling you. Do you think that theory holds weight? No, don't think it does. Um, no, I think do what you want. I think this kind of friend doesn't sound like a close friend. It just sounds like a friend, and they're Mm. yeah. You probably have loads of those, or can make loads of those. Those acquaintances that you have a good time with and see frequently enough. Mm -hmm. So I think do what you want. If it's uncomfortable. And you don't like the comfort. Like, it, I, that's such a lame answer. But it's it's so true. Just do what you want. Mm. If you want training ground to practice being uncomfortable, definitely stay. If you don't feel... I feel life's too short and Corona's around the corner. So might as well just cut them off. Do that. Hmm. Yeah. I'm a 21-year-old virgin. And I want to ask a good friend of mine. He's a year older. We have been friends for five years. And I've been in love with him since we were younger. To have sex with me so I can lose my virginity. As I don't want to be a virgin anymore. What do you think of this idea? Okay, first a side question is, so you are saying, according to you and 77%, this person was not actually in love with his friend that is older than him because it wasn't two-way. He loved him but wasn't in love with him because being in love with someone requires a relationship to be in place. Is that what you're saying? For me, yes. Romantic love um it's a fantasy if you if you think you're in love with someone without knowing them because you're in love with what you perceive not what is true what if you know them as a friend it's his best friend or she's best friend i didn't even know hmm it's their best friend i think that's possible then i do because i think that's love that's i think that's love that's turned romantic when it starts but, romantic first, it's I think that's totally impossible. But they're not sharing romantic love. So I've come to the side of agreeing with you that this person wasn't actually in love with that person because they loved them and they loved them and lusted for them um, romantically. But you, but the in love bit required both of them to love each other and work on that romantic relationship. I see what you mean. 
it's I a think side note. We've really switched places. Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm. I I think you really can be in love with someone and that be okay. And that's how you, loads of people live with just being in love with their friend who's married to someone else. And that's okay. And I think that that's just a fantasy. That's why I think it's it's false. Not false, but I don't think it's their being in love. I don't think that's true. I think when, because when you're friends, you really show each other the nitty gritty because you're not in love. It's a safe space. You can be trash or you can be callous. And but you are in a in a romantically loving relationship, and they are in a friendship, a loving yeah. friendship. So it's very different. So they're not showing you. They're not dealing. They're not bringing things to the table that they would for a romantic partner. So still, you're not getting a full a, a loving relationship mm. to then analyze and say, "Yes, I'm in love with you." See, I think, fr- I think. I actually think your friends probably get more of you than your romantic partner does if you're not careful. I think it's, look, I think it'd be two ways, complete. I think both ways exist. But I think with men, for example, hmm, I don't know. I think sometimes I observe men giving so much more to their friends than they do their partners and women giving so much more to their partners than they do their friends. Mm. Uh, But that's a huge generalization. But that's interesting. I mean, Hmm. I think it's one to think about for sure. Yeah, that's a great one. So, so what should, should they do? They'd like to lose their virginity. They have had a crush on this person for ages. That part's the con- is the part that'll get you. That's the problem. Yeah, if you didn't have a crush, I'd say do it. Yeah. But but the, the, the problem with this is that you also want losing your virginity to be meaningful. And so you've picked someone that you love or are in love with. And if for any reason it's not nice or if for any reason it just, you know, is something goes wrong... I just feel like it's such a precious dream that it'll be um, crushed. And I think, okay, when you say goes wrong, I think goes wrong romantically, not sexually. No matter how the sex is, that's not the issue. It'll be the the romance, the expectation after. Definitely, because I just feel like you're going to blurt out, I love you. (laughs) That's a bit, no. I really do. Or like afterwards when you're both lying there, it'll be like, you know, then you're going to feel inspired to tell them, I've loved you for so long. Mm-mm. been in love with them since we were younger you see I don't think it's a good mm. idea don't think it's too it's too laden yeah, I have and a it's, sex worker and it's not um, it's not mutual at all yes so I did that too I asked somebody listen I, I'd like to have sex do you wanna do you wanna kick it with me and that ended up being a relationship very dumb decision because we based a relationship on absolute nonsense we're young absolute nonsense mm. so uh yeah i think you can probably see how this will turn out and it'll be bad for you but i think you can just prioritize would you sooner have sex and have that for the rest of your life knowing you you know had sex with somebody you really love mm. and it all went to shit after mm. like which do you prioritize more the longevity or the moment yeah and then like do it yeah mm. but otherwise if you don't want to be a virgin any longer hmm what can they do? That's a hard one. I just feel like sometimes you just rush into, you like, yeah, have beer goggles and just rush into something with someone who's really not good for you. I do think so. And I and I think maybe one issue with, with that, number one, is the fallacy of virginity. But number two is the, um, I think, putting so much pressure on the act of, um, like, sexual like that first sort of sexual intercourse act as being this um, like an important thing or moment. Like there are so many ways to experience um, sex that, you know, 
and your sexuality. Mm. Like, I just think maybe it's too important whether or not whatever you, whatever definition yeah. virginity is for you, you know, it's, that's just, it feels like it's a bit too important. That's easy for you to say because you've had sex. Sis is tired. I have, but He's I've tired. also, I've, I've also heard of people that who um had, a, and, and I didn't have a, a great first sexual experience. Was it with someone, was it the right person though? Sorry, I, I thought Are you going to leave that in, that part? Uh, would, uh, I think you should. Okay. Um, it it was with someone that I thought I was. I was sixteen. I was in love. Mm. This was my partner for life. Mm. Didn't last longer than three months. Mm. Um, and yeah. So I just think I've also then heard of people that say their first sexual experience was awesome, and it wasn't you know like, um, you know orgasms and explosions. But I think it was just it was different. And so I just I think I would just. Yeah, I don't know. I would take the importance off of off of losing virginity. And yes, I can say this because I'm in a different position, but that's the whole point. Okay, no, I think it's two-pronged. Firstly, when we talk about... There's a, there's a lot of fantastic discourse about virginity is a myth. Yes, but it's two-pronged. Uh, the idea of having a seal that is broken, we're discussing that when we say virginity is a myth, not the fact that having sex for the first time is a myth. That's not a myth. She's no. not had sex for the first time. So let's just discuss it like that. Not virginity. Let's just ignore, ignore that term. And I think... That's, there's a difference. We can't dismiss... It is exhausting. Sis, do what you need to do and ru- run. Speed. Run with intention and go and get yours because it is exhausting. I lost... Oh, I had sex for the first time at 21 or something. 21, 22. I, by that time, I would not encourage... I would... <laughs> Would you have encouraged you to have gotten it over and done with much sooner? Not over and done with. I would have not held back in the ways I did earlier. I held, I was mindful. I didn't want to, I wanted my first experience to be with somebody I loved. That, and that was important. But that Mm -hmm. intersected with somebody who'd been horny since I was three. Like who'd been, I knew the things. And I'm a sexual being. And so to wait 21 years when I've been knowing, I've been curious. Mm. Um, I just think that can be really dangerous, and you can be, you can end up being desperate and doing stuff like having sex with someone you're in love with and ruining a relationship. When probably at twenty, there were opportunities where you were in the club and you kind of vibed with somebody, and you have sex on the beach, and it was kind of mediocre, but you went with what felt right then. Mm. So yeah, I just really don't encourage. I I think if you're very sexual, that intersection, if you're not fully aligned, if sexuality is not aligned with your desire to wait, it can be really confusing. Okay. And I just think, I just want to acknowledge that with you, sis. Like, I know what it's like. I would go and bust your shit open ASAP. And with... ASAP. With this guy that she's been in love with. With whoever. Because the the first time, (laughs) the first time you have sex, most likely, because there's no one else on your radar, will probably not be the best time, the most fun. You'll probably think it was, it'll probably be underwhelming. So Mm. in that way, it might be nice to get to, just to start, like Mm. to get yourself on the, get momentum. And would you recommend that they do or don't tell the the person that they're having sex with that they're in love with them? I think it's immaterial. I think in two years time, none of this will matter. Um, Yeah, I really think this person they're in love with I think you have so little perspective when you're young and in love that you'll be looking back and kind of smiling at this in a couple years when you're with a person or Mm. other people. So I think do what makes sense to you. If it's a whim, if you want to be a little dumb and a little dangerous, (laughs) go ahead. 
because it's it, it's immaterial either way and yeah it really is immaterial either way if it's a friendship you want to hold on to consider how they will they will i think how they will um take you being in love with them yeah but the worst case scenario is it's awkward and it, and it considered i'm selfish and you'll discuss it and you'll be friends or you won't but like you, but, but you but don't you say d- that lightly like not being friends isn't a light worst case scenario it's i not- know but she also can't come and kill herself she needs to decide this but what, what do you want to tell them for what's the strongest impulse your friendship or your nut prioritize that make your mistakes and keep it pushing make mistakes quickly and keep it pushing but there's no need okay yeah i agree i agree but just know that everything has consequences <laughs> i don't expect you're going to be like i'm in love with you come have sex with me and i'm going to give you my virginity and it all to be like oh okay cool like no, unless you know no. that this is who they are this person's not going to tell them she's been in love with them she's going to just say hey we've been close i trust that's you what, but that's- let's have sex and then after she's gonna she's gonna fumble the bag we're telling them and then we'll see what happens look it makes for a spicy story like, yeah, I mean, to avoid their levels of trauma, guys. We're here, we're talking about having sex with someone who's consented to having sex with you. Um, and then them finding out you like them and that making them uncomfortable. Love them. them. Love them. And then moving away. Like, eh, hey, guys, there's coronavirus. There are bigger traumas to be had. Um, we're living in between those moments, though. I know, but is it really that deep? Would this end your whole life if you found out you had sex with one of your friends because you trusted they trusted you and you and you loved them as a person and did it, and then you found that they were in love with you? Would that shatter your whole life? In a sense, yes. Oh, not my whole life, but yeah. it would. It for me, it would ruin that relationship because I feel I would feel that they, um, mm, were dishonest. Either with it, yeah, either dishonest or if they didn't, if they didn't tell me, um, but other people knew, yeah. then yes, dishonest. But if they didn't tell me, and I then I decided to approach them, and we can have that conversation, that would be fine, and I would know that they're respecting also my feelings and my boundaries. Because it's one thing to like, please help mm. me complete this project. I just want to lose my fucking virginity. But if it's you know, if mm. it's more loaded, that's and they would rather share that special moment with someone else in in a relationship, then it's kind of almost robbing them of something too or yeah i would see it's just it's dishonest it's not fair because it's it's a big load they might consider it a big load if they respect virginity and what that means yeah so just be fair i did kind of think that's a bit exploitative or manipulative like to not communicate that and say after and to say this is actually what you gave me yeah i I think that is but i just wanted you to get your nonsense you know what I was thinking? Raquel Savage said this and that, that you know, there's this, or oh, actually she didn't, sorry, this is other podcast. And um, essentially what's happening is a lot of couples want to have threesomes. And when are these couples DMing me? You talk a big talk, sis. I'm looking forward to the I day. Just wanna, hey, there's this one couple I was talking to mm-hmm. and I was so sure they were both flirting me with me and I was like, when are you guys going to muster up the courage and just ask me? I'm mm. here, I'm waiting and I'm hot. I like that. You should yeah. have probably said something. But the issue, if- there's a lot of, the, there's the dynamics there. Okay. You are the third wheel. Like they've communicated in ways that they haven't with you and they're using you as a prop sometimes rather than as you for your pleasure. Oh, I see. It becomes, so I think I was, that example was going to be very long winded. <laughs> what I want to say is um, a sex worker somewhere online recommended that if people want to explore with sex, instead of getting unqualified people who don't have the emotional and physical capacity to fill your fantasies and teach you, you can hire a sex worker. And so in another world, in a parallel universe, because I have already had sex, I would, or even actually, I actually might still. That's actually such a good idea. Yeah. Pay a sex worker. While I'm waiting for my white king. 
while you're waiting for your white king with corona as well sis hey please yeah. be mindful now we're talking about white kings well which kings aren't getting corona that's the thing let's talk about that corona doesn't corona is the most fair ish Corona's anti-black and we're here for it. We're absolutely here for it. Oh, like the rest of the world. Do you know wow. what I mean? Let's keep it consistent. <laughs> if you're anti-black, anti-black with everything. Don't let us into your countries, but also then keep your keep corona. Keep your diseases, man. Yeah. Um, and also just to add a quick thing before anybody, uh, or if people are offended or hurt or it's insensitive, I think we've said this a million times. As black people, we live alongside death, not because that's what we're predisposed to, but because everybody of every other color besides black is always trying to kill us and has always Mm. been trying to kill us. So we have learned to make light of absolutely everything and reappropriate everything and reclaim things. And we'll laugh and joke about coronavirus because what else is there to do in the face of tragedy? Right. Okay? So that's that. South Africa's made a dance, a corona dance. This is how we embrace and, and conquer South Africans and are superior. Honestly. Absolutely superior beings, mm-hmm. along with Kenyans. Oh, yeah. South Africans, Kenyans, Nigerians, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. You have Ghanaians. to throw in Ugandans. There has to be superior. someone, you know, leading from the back. Class clowns, Ugandans. Yeah. So um, I think that's a fantastic idea to hire a sex worker mm. um, because they can hold, obviously shop around, find the, find resources to find the one, but they can really hold space and really know what they're doing. You have sex with someone for the first time, they might not know how to deal with somebody who's had sex for the first time and really hurt you mm. or just not know how to, just not know because they don't, because they're not professionals. This is such good advice, Mukunda. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So to hire, to really talk to a professional who's there, that's their job. They are skilled mm. in this and it's an exchange and, you know, you are, yeah, that, I think that's a wonderful thing to do and, I, mm. and I'd love to see more people do that. Um, that's a great idea. Mm, well done yeah I'm clapping for myself here hey you didn't come up with it it was a sex worker online I know but I remember to say it oh so starting to sound like so please uh, PayPal me for that that won't be named yeah because the bots okay there's this one okay oh it is so it's quite a long one let me get the DM out alright so dilemma number two The other day, I read a meme or a tweet saying that women are also subjected to be friend-zoned. But the only difference is that the guy will still still sleep with you. All right, let's say we're talking about cis men here. First, I was shocked, but then I realized it's probably super common and it's all about the intention. So, I'm wondering when and how do you decide to friend-zone someone? Would you sleep with someone knowing that you're not attracted to and why? What satisfaction do you get from it, if any? And if you only get just sex out of it, couldn't you just go wank and not waste anyone's time? (laughs) Wanking gets boring. How did having sex with a friend and then setting boundaries after worked out for you? And did you stay friends? Yo, I stopped. How did, what? So first of all, um, friend zoning happens to women. Okay. Okay. And that the difference is that men will sleep with them. And why would you friend zone someone and sleep with them anyway when you can just go wank if a nut is all you need? How did um, having sex with someone then setting boundaries serve you or why would you do that? Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if this is a man thing or a people thing, but I think people take what they get and we have to start being accountable for that. So if you say... I love you and I only want to sleep with you if you're in love with me, but you still initiate sex or you... 
are available for it. Yeah. yeah, then you've got to be accountable for that and not expect someone to, unfortunately, expect um, people to like hold that space for you and make. And I think it, that's it's weird because I would expect all my friends, if I said that to them, if I was like peeling off my clothes and being like, you better love me, bitch. Like, you better not sleep with me. Mm. Um, Do you want to sleep with me? And they said, yes, I'd be really hurt. I'd expect that. But at the same time, I think that level of wanting something so much and hoping sex would be a gateway or giving in to one of your deep desires, knowing that it is not beneficial for you, but it's what you want You've got to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. If you also don't like the quality of friend that person is to still... It's all very fishy. I, I think I'm honestly kind of sus of the person who'd be in this position and the person who'd have sex with you anyway. Yeah. Both of those people I'd actually just block. Mute, block, delete. The thing is... Uh, so the I'm person, The person that friend zones the one person um, and still goes on to have sex with them, I just feel like if I did that to someone and I made it clear, like, I'm literally... You're my friend. Yeah. Like, we're friends. This is friends with benefits. And you're like, yeah, no, dude, I'm here for it. Um, then I'm going to trust you and have sex with you because you know I don't, I'm not in love with you. Um, even if you're in love with me and I ask you, look, I know that you have feelings for me, but I, I just want to have sex. Like I'm not in a place to have feelings or share feelings and you still have sex with me. Maybe if this is a woman, I, I would assume that they would hope that feelings will develop. Hmm. I think the clown is the person that knows that they will be hurt. Um, that they are, they've been friend zoned, that they're not getting the love that they want in order to have sex, but they're willing to have sex anyway. I feel like that, that is clownery. Um, yeah, and it, it it is unfair for the person that has friend zoned the other one, not to consider them, but like that, that's just going a step further. So yes, they're probably not they're not caring about them. They're caring about themselves first. No, it's all mad. No, it's not even that. It's actually both of you are mad. Um, and we <laughs> just hit the reset button. This is absolutely ridiculous. It. If you're asking for a world where you tell a friend one thing and you're expecting, you're trusting them to distrust what you say and in and into it and assume you don't know what you mean. So you tell them you're okay to have sex. They should now believe that you are lying. You don't, or you don't know what you want. And for them to fill in the blanks, even mm. though you already communicated is ludicrous. Mm. I don't know what kind of friends that would person would be in any case. We need to believe people when they tell us and show us who they are. Um, So that's unfair. And for you to put that on a person is mm. you don't shirk the responsibility. That is your mm. job. If you tell them <laughs> that is your job and you'll keep getting slept with or whatever from all these people mm-hmm. because. And then putting yourself ah, in a victim box. No, nobody ever no, respects no, me. Nobody fair. cares. That's yeah. really unfair and really, really ridiculous. Yeah. And um, those kinds. I always wonder what kind of friendships. I just don't understand what factory my friends are made in and what factory other people's friends are made in because not just not a day in my life would I have any friends that are mad that are actually mad who can do things like this you can say you should have intuited and I told you and I'm a grown-up you should have treated me like a baby and had a full romantic relationship with me in like consistently trying to save me for myself Mukundra 
Don't be superiority complexy. How is that superiority complexy? Have, Explain that. Do I have, have no no no? Do I have one mad friend that I haven't that we okay? Do I have one mad friend? You do, and it's not in it's not that same scenario. But it's the it's the scenario you've talked about it before where yeah. they consistently throw themselves in the line of fire with romance and yes. then come crying. Yes. And expect you to and what what hold space again. And what were my measures? But no, no, no. The point is they come back expecting you to hold space again. No, no, no. For me, the point is it takes two to tango. Mad friends are mad. If you're friends with a mad person <laughs> and you don't make contingencies, you are mad too. That's ableist. It's contagious. Well, listen, in the time of coronavirus, do you want me to be trigger warning and running in circles <laughs> or can I just say what I mean? If you're triggered, that's on you. I actually love using the word mad, hey? So that for now on this podcast is, is going to be using that word more. She calls her parents mad, so don't yeah, take yeah. it personally. It really isn't. It's also like very British vocabulary. I actually, I mean, that's, that should be an episode in itself. When people message and are like, I just, how, how does that happen, Yak? How yeah. do people have friends who are actually insane? So, I mean, I do understand. And it comes from a lot of insecurities and people not knowing or learning how to love themselves and respect themselves, but also how to be honest and to create boundaries. Um, so it, it makes complete sense to me. I just... Oh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Both Stay of those... away from me or I can't. <laughs> I actually, I just can't. Yeah. Anyway, next. You're so drained by this. But all. I just, how is that possible? Hi, my friend stole money from me and always lies and actually has assaulted me and abused me. What do you reckon I should do? It's like, eh, if you're there, then you're both actually mad. Do you realize? <laughs> like, have you realized you are of her ilk? Maybe you really should start that service where you my tell God. people your opinion. People are crazy. The I friends they have. Okay. So some more dilemmas. Mm-hmm. Read it nicely, eh? Okay. Should I reconnect with a female friend with history of mutual crush but didn't work out? Took me long to grieve. <laughs> do Do you have a, a case like this? Me? Yeah. Are you saying I do have a case like this? Please comment. <laughs> yes. Because I did just talk about it. This person, do what you want to do. What a what a question. Oh gosh, Mukundra. Oh, what a question. Should I reconnect? No. Yeah, yeah. With all the, with all that context, thanks for all that context. Uh, uh, this is a specialist. I can treat a doctor can only give you as much treatment as you provide them with uh, assistance on the diagnosis. Are you mad? Should I reconnect? No, don't. Don't reconnect. Actually, when you see them next, you see them next, stuff their mouth with chilies and shoot Mukundra. them up the ass. Next. Um, I fell in love with my best friend and it was amazing. We aren't together now, but we learned a lot. Oh my God. It's... That's not even a question. That's it. We're not doing this. Sorry. Because of those two people, <laughs> because of you two, I'm so sorry, no one else gets their question answered. Mukundra is tired and hungry. Thank you guys so much uh, for everything you've sent in thus far. Mukundra, Happy Monday. Happy Sunday. Monday to everyone but those two. <laughs> Girls and gays, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Love yourself, respect yourself, and ultimately do what you want. Do what you want. Stay safe. Please keep bathing, mm-hmm. uh, keeping clean, being kind and compassionate. Don't let Amazon and the government fool you into self-isolation mm-hmm. without a reason. Yeah. Um, into fear and panic and disgust and disdain for your neighbor. And I hope you get your corona-free nuts. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Love and light. Love and light. Happy Mm. week. Happy week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.